Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendes. I hope you guys are all well uh, on your Sunday morning. On uh, this week's show, we'll be uh, looking back, of course, at yesterday's excellent 2-2 draw uh, over at Portsmouth. The Addicts grabbing a late point to ensure that our... uh, not losing streak at Grattan Park continues. It's just getting a bit weird now, isn't it? Like it's literally impossible for us to to lose at Fratton Park. It's it's. Uh, I hopefully it will never end. Um, so uh, joining me on the show to look back uh, at yesterday's game. First up, top right, uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. Hey, Dean Lewis, how did you enjoy yesterday? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. I wasn't bad, was it? It was good yeah. fun. Uh, it's really good, really good day out. Uh, and on the bottom of the screen there is uh, is Ben Clay. Hey, getting on Ben. I, I, I'd love to have seen the scenes when that last minute goal went in at your house. The celebrations. Oh, I was introducing your daughter, mate, to last minute celebrations. She's not used to that <laughs> with her supporting Charlton. So um, yeah. yeah, she loved it. Great scenes. Conor McGrandino, eh? Who would have thought it? Yeah, well, we'll hear from Conor McGrandinho uh, later on in the show. Yeah, my little daughter and my wife were watching the game round with Ben and his wife yesterday. Uh, and I can only imagine what she made of that last minute goal, having no idea what's going on. Uh, yeah, so on today's show, we're going to hear uh, the goals from the game. We're going to hear, of course, from uh, Michael Appleton. And we will hear from the goal scorer, Conor McGrand. We'll speak to him uh, after yesterday's game. Um, we want to hear from you guys as well. Good morning to everyone in the chat. Loads of you already in there. Sam's in there. Charlton fan pointing out that we never lose uh, at Fratton Park. Paul saying, uh, happy Sunday, Jake. Shiny Phil. Alex Gleason uh, saw me in uh, Tesco Cafe before the game yesterday. I do, li- I do live the high life before the game uh, yeah it was good to see uh, you uh, in there yesterday uh, Keith was in there uh, Jason uh, Stuart Michael in the chat Vit Vinyl saying is everyone still buzzing I certainly am after yesterday's game it's one of those days where you come, I was coming away from it thinking you know what I really really enjoyed that proper atmosphere at a proper ground you know a good performance a battling performance maybe we rode our luck a little bit at times uh, but you know a last minute equaliser you, you can't ask for much more uh, than that from a, a, an away day later on uh, in the show we're going to be joined by our guest fan Stuart Court um, who you may know better as CFC Facts and Stats on uh, on Twitter is uh, going to join us as this week's guest fan uh, I'm sure he'll have some interesting stats on yesterday's game for us uh, and uh, if we get a little bit of time at the end we will look ahead to Cray on Wednesday we've got to take ourselves back to that and Unfortunately, uh, we will end a couple of minutes early, of course. It's Remembrance Sunday, uh, so I know people won't want us online at 11 o'clock when the minute silence is happening. So uh, we'll end a couple of minutes early. Um, but yeah, Lewis, before we hear the goals, that was a fun one yesterday. Um, how, how would you sum that game up? It was bonkers, wasn't it? I mean, the whole thing. It was it was really, really good, entertaining, end-to-end football. Um, I remember standing with my mate Peacock, and the first half, we were looking at it, and we were like, "What a what a game of football this is! Like this is this is great. It was really entertaining. As you say, great atmosphere. Really, really loud um, inside Fratton Park from both home and away fans. 
felt like a proper football match, didn't it? A proper atmosphere, a proper game. Um, and yeah, a really well contested um, battle in League One. Probably a really good advert for League One, which is probably something we can't label ourselves with too often. Um, but yeah, all in all, I thought it, I thought it was a great game. I thought we showed some really, really good character to come from behind twice. Um, and I thought we played fairly well on the whole. There were a few moments, but you know, you're playing top of the league unbeaten and you're taking a point after going behind twice. You can't really complain. So yeah, I was really, I was really happy yesterday. A little bit gutted if I'm being overly critical that we didn't win it at the end. Cause I thought that that would have been the real cherry on top. It would have been absolutely ridiculous. I don't know where I'd have ended up in that stand. If <laughs> the celebrations, if that, if we'd have managed to score a double, I managed to square that ball to Scotty Fraser, but you know, look, you, you take the point all day long because, uh, you know, they're, they're flying at the moment and it keeps that Fratton Park curse going for Pompey, which is great. Yeah, it's just a, it just doesn't make any sense, but it, it almost felt like the headlines were getting ready to write themselves when Dobbo was bearing down on goal on the right-hand side. But I think the effort he put in over the 90 minutes, he just ran out of puff and, and a heavy touch, but that could have been something incredible. But it was still a, a great day yesterday at Fratton Park. Let's have a listen back to the goals. Uh, from Charlton TV, your commentators, as always, uh, were Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. Apply the pressure as the corner comes in towards Bishop. Hector with a good header away and the shot comes back in from Kamara. It's a wonderful finish. Maynard Brewer had no chance. And Portsmouth are ahead. Yeah, Maynard Brewer, nothing he could do about that. Cleared away by Jones, dropping ball. Kamara met it perfectly. And then in the only spot Maynard Brewer couldn't get to. All up to Lieburn. Just got it caught in his feet, but Dobson retrieves the situation then. Leeburn again, out to Louis Watson. Alfie May on the right-hand touchline. Sends Louis Watson away ahead of him. Watson reverses it back into May. Can he get it under control? He can, drills it up! Oh, he scored! Alfie May has drilled it through the goalkeeper. Who I think was expecting the cross shot. It went through the keeper and into the net. And the addicts have equalised. Of course, it's the player of the month. Alfie May just gets there through pure endeavour it's a lovely ball down the line to Louis Watson who just puts it in an area for May to give chase which he does and he just continues his run he just hits it low, it takes a deflection beyond the goalkeeper and Charlton have equalised and uh, the ball sent into the penalty area again oh, this time it might be a penalty and it is Maynard Brewer have performed heroics in this game but now will be seen as the villain of the piece as he comes steaming out, takes out Paddy Lane. Penalty to Portsmouth. Doesn't need to do it, Tell. He's been outstanding today, Ashley Maynard. Colby Bishop. Strikes it. Yeah, that's calmness from Colby Bishop. Charlton be furious. They had a chance just before that with Maynard Brewer kept out. Support. Fraser looking for an option. One of those is Teo Edden in the middle. Teo Edden now swings it across. McGrandles is there, gets a header in there, post, and he scores! Conor McGrandles has equalised for John at the near post. It looked an impossible angle. Conor McGrandles has brought us back level again. The place has gone son. Everyone's stunned, Tell. At all. How has that crept in? It's a no wonderful idea. run from McGrandles at the far post. Edden with the ball in. McGrandles just does well to get his head 
and heads it low towards the near post. Norris dives and just gets underneath it. And Charlton a level for Conor McGraw was his first Charlton goal. He couldn't even believe it till when that went in. He didn't know what to do. There we go. Excellent commentary, as always, uh, from the boys there, especially of that last-minute equaliser uh, for, for Conor McGrandles. I'm enjoying the nickname uh, that Will Norris has got on the Charlton Life Forum already, Near Post Norris, Ben, because, uh, I mean, if anyone does... So I, I, I'm always very wary about, you know, you've got to be respectful of your position, uh, don't take the mick and, and that sort of stuff. But when he did what he did... Uh, to when Alfie May went near him, I think he fully deserved any criticism he gets and any nickname like near post Norris after letting in two very poor goals at his near post, including one, that one from Conor McGrandles at the end. I mean, it was a great moment. It really was a great moment for him, for the player, and, and especially for those fans behind the goal. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a plonker. He was already down claiming injury before that and then got up. And May, I mean, you watch it on the replay, which I was watching at the time. I mean, he he just brushes his foot. And what a stupid reaction from him. And yeah, near post Norris. Better than nervous Norris, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, what a game uh, to review the game. Uh, I came away and I, I, I tweeted at the end that we didn't deserve it because, how, well, again, it's hard to... To make out, isn't it? Our goalkeeper was our best player, but he made a massive error to, to make us go 2-1 down. But if he wasn't so great, then we wouldn't have been in the game in the first place. So you're half annoyed of him because it was such a bad error and he just put his head down and walked back to the goal. But also you're like, wow, but if we didn't have you, we wouldn't have been in this game. Um, but then we had a massive penalty shout as well, didn't we? Which I can't believe the ref didn't see standing there. I'm sure we'll, we'll come to it. But um, as Lewis said earlier, such great character to come back against the best side I've seen this season. I think they play with confidence. They pass the ball around well. One criticism Appleton had last week with us is that we took way too many touches on the ball to get the ball forward. And they definitely didn't do that. They passed the ball so well. They're well drilled broke in behind us quite a few times. But I can't criticise any of our players, really. I'd, I'd say, like, CBT, uh, Campbell, Lieburn were a bit quiet and they couldn't get into the game as much as we'd hoped. But you you just think the rest of the team, I think the, the whole of the back four, I thought, got stuck in. So it was a really... We can take so much from that performance yesterday. And I'm so pleased we got that goal. Whether we warranted it or not, I don't know. But as I said, with the penalty shout and... Dobbo at the end there, you, you could argue we did deserve it. But yeah, what a strange game. Like you thought that Tottenham-Chelsea game had stuff in it. We, we had nearly everything in that game, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, George uh, saying on, on, on the comments there, reminded me of QPR away a few years back. And uh, funnily enough, that's what a couple of us were saying in, in the press box after the game yesterday. It was very, very similar to that. It, it, whether we deserved it's a really interesting point from Ben there. Because I mean, obviously the stats are scrolling along the bottom of the screen. They had plenty of shots, plenty of shots on targets, plenty of corners. They were the team on top I think in, in either half we had a spell um, so after weathering a bit of a storm in, in the first half we had a good 5-10 minutes didn't we where Lee Byrne hit one sort of towards the near post that went over Alfie May forced a really good save out of the goalkeeper but then obviously they had their goal I thought we were quiet until half time second half they were running the show for the first 15-20 minutes and, and thanks to, to um, the, the goalkeeper Ashley that we were still in it 
But then we just we just sort of turned it on, and, and the goal we scored was very good. And then yeah, it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened if we hadn't immediately conceded. Um, I mean, let's talk about Ashley's performance yesterday, as as Ben's alluded to there, Lewis. I thought I thought he was excellent, and I think the fact he had played so well probably actually played a part in in the way he gave away that penalty because he was having a good game. He was full of adrenaline. He wanted to be proactive, and and he just made that decision at the wrong time to come off his line and then he had no choice but to you know wipe out Paddy Lane and and it was such a clear and obvious penalty that even Terry said well that might be a penalty that one it must be bad if Terry said it should be a pen (laughs) (laughs) it was uh yeah look he I thought he was he was excellent some of the saves he made were outstanding and getting the train uh home yesterday with with lots of Portsmouth fans I was sort of overhearing conversations they they were full of praise for how good he was and maybe how disappointing they were in their own goalkeeper for being beaten at the near post twice um look you know we we know what ash has got in quality when he came sort of came through and played more regularly last season when we lost um Willicott to injury we were we we're all kind of like really really cheerleadering him to to come in and, and do well and i think we saw some solid performances from him last season obviously still quite young and, and quite erratic at times which i think that's the streak that we saw yesterday when he did give away that penalty um he did something similar in the first half sort of coming off his line and and covering the defender and, and put the ball out for, for the throw, which is fine. And, and it's not something that I've seen from him overly regularly. So it's something I wonder whether Stephen Henderson started coaching into him, whether he's been encouraged to come off his line and, and cover a little bit more with the back four because of some of the defensive um, frailties that we've had, whether they're, they're asking Ash to be a little bit more, uh, you know, present in that, in that back line and coming out of his goal. Um, first half fine, second half. Yeah. I mean, it was that adrenaline from the, from the May, equaliser as you say I thought at that point we were having a really good spell and it, it felt like we could have kicked on um and and gone on and maybe got ourselves ahead so it was very disappointing that we we gave away that that penalty so quickly after equalising it felt like we'd done all the hard work and then undone it all completely with, within a matter of minutes but yeah I think he knew didn't he that he'd made the errors as Benji said he sort of just walked off to his goal <laughs> sort of head down got in and then you cover Bishop makes makes no mistake does he but it was great. I thought it was great character all round. And I mean, some of the saves that he made against, you know, Colby Bishop, who's one of probably the one of the best strikers in the division up there with Alfie. Um, I thought he played fantastic yesterday, um, Ash Maynard Brewer. And also a, a little nod to the back line as well, because we've been very critical of them over over the season at, at times. And as, as Benji alluded to, I thought yesterday they, they played much better. I thought Jones was absolutely outstanding. And I thought Hector looked a bit more solid as well. Yeah. So there's definite positives to take. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to make sure I mentioned Heck because I, I, I think until the last maybe twenty-five minutes where things got a little bit stretched at times, and we did give up a couple of chances, and he, he missed a cross coming out. I was thinking, then, you know, he's having the sort of game that we want to see more from him. You know, obviously we know he can pass. We, that's what we know. It's more about concentration and defending the box, which particularly in the first half, you know, did we actually give up many chances in the first half? Probably not. Second half we did. That's where we are vulnerable still in stages, but it was an improved an improved performance. One other defensive heroics I didn't even notice until I watched it back on uh, the highlights this morning so when Heck did miss that cross and it came to Bishop at the far post and he looked to just look from from where we were in the press box I was like I can't believe he's missed that he's put it wide from about a yard out but then the referee did give a corner so someone must have touched it and you watch back tonight Watson with this amazing last ditch block and you don't see this enough he actually celebrated it like he'd scored a goal I was like yeah with a little fist punch so that was a, that was a great moment uh, as well um yeah, I mean, Stuart saying Ashley, Ashley is building a solid relationship with the back line after having a good run of games between the sticks. I, I still think it was harsh that he got dropped 
um, by by Dean Holden. Obviously, Dean was was trying anything at that point, and you know, obviously, it's a shame with, with what's happened to Harry. But I'm glad that um, Ashley is getting his chance in between the sticks again. Patrick saying that save in the second half was world class. Uh, what a game he had uh, just makes the number one spot more of a headache for Apple. So I think I think it maybe makes it easier considering how well he's he's done uh, over the last few weeks. Stuart saying we seem to have developed a battling never give up spirit, which was yeah. I think evident yesterday. Obviously, it's certainly questioned below the first team, and I do ask that about Michael uh, to Michael when we preview the Cray game. So we'll hear that uh, in the interview later on. Um, I mean, everyone wants us to talk about Alfie May, of course. Um, so every time that Michael shifts Alfie May into a different position, so we've seen him drop into the ten role, and I was like, oh, God, he's not going to be in front of goal. Still scoring goals, don't matter. Now we've seen him play out wide. He got shifted out wide. Uh, after the substitutions were made in the second half yesterday, I was like, oh, no, he's, he, like, he's not going to be as involved there. And now he's con- he can score from out wide as well, Ben. Like, is there anything he can't do? Charlton fans saying 12 goals in 15 games. Uh, it's amazing Like we only paid 250 for him. That's going under the radar. Is there anything that Alfie May can't do? I, honestly, sticking him in goal would still get a couple, wouldn't he? I just, yeah, just his attitude is first. Oh, have we lost Ben there? Or have I lost? I can't hear him either. Yeah, no, quiet, ben, we, ben. ben, we've lost your microphone there. I'm not sure what's happened there. But I would presume he was going to say that um, that Alfie May is world class. Now he's gone. You're going to have to reset Ben. So, Lewis, I'll ask you to speak about uh, Alfie May then while Ben tries to reset his microphone. Yeah, I think, as Ben was saying there, I, I don't think there's anything that, that the guy can't do. You know, his his attitude and his um, his determination is world-class like he when you see in the first half and one of the things I said on Thursday was that we'd, we'd be looking for leadership like we'd be looking for leaders on the pitch against a side like Portsmouth and what I saw from Alfie especially in the first half when when Portsmouth was shooting towards the, the, the away fans was every time we sort of gave up a chance or, or something looked a little bit frail he was over and he was sort of giving instructions barking orders at everybody and that's what you want to see and that's from that's from your number nine um you know, look, he he got shifted out wide, and I was saying to Peacock, I was like, I "Can't, what's he going to? Is he going to be effective out there? Are we are we having to sort of push people into into positions that aren't overly natural? Is is that going to suit Alfie? We've seen it with him doing playing in the number ten and playing really well, and yeah, yesterday went out wide and and caused all sorts of headaches for Portsmouth. Got his goal as well, which I thought he took really well, and yeah, I mean, just everything. He's he's been the perfect signing so far, isn't he? he really has like his. He's a really likable character, really, really likable character, and um, he's going to be very, very popular among the fan base. And yeah, I think we're really, really lucky to have him. And as the guy said there in the comments, I think he's been an absolute steal for us so far. Yeah, I mean, A. Saunders says, I thought May's work rate and the fact he scored and played three different positions just tipped him for man of the match. But I've got to agree uh, with the Teo Eden comment, which was further up in the chat. Who'd have thought a left-back playing at left-back would work? Yeah, see, funny enough, I, in, in the first half, I was expressing some concern that he was getting beat by Paddy Lane quite a few times. Going forward, you know, I think I've, I think we've seen that, that Teo's obviously got something about him. Um, you know, Defensively, we'll, we'll still see as he grows into the role. It's easy to forget, we haven't actually seen much of him yet. Um, should we try and ask Ben what he thinks of Teo Eden? Let's share. What were you going to say, Ben? Nothing. No, he's not going to say anything. Right. Um, I'm going to kick Ben out of the studio and then he, he try try restarting Ben, uh, and then you can come back. <laughs> um, it's easier to do that offline. Um, yeah, Teo. What, what did you make of him, Lou? Um, he was a person yesterday that I actually came away um, really, really impressed with. Um, I was speaking to my friend that I went with, and, and he regularly kept turning to me and saying he's having a great game and 
I agree with you. I think defensively he can be caught out at times. Um, but he did make some really, really key tackles, especially like sort of right in front of us in the first half. Um, and I saw him drifting a lot. And I don't know if that's something he's been asked to do. And you'd assume it would be because he was sort of being... I think I saw Rich Corley tweet this. He was, I kept seeing him popping up in the middle and, and so far from his sort of natural position. But he was very effective wherever he ended up. I thought on a day where Corey had a really quiet game, I thought Teo made up for it in, in terms of the creativity on that on that left-hand side. Um, and yeah, as you say, that he's been out for a little while recently. He's, he's had his injury. Um, he's come back from that. He, he obviously played against Cray last Sunday. And I was a bit surprised to see him come straight in. I didn't know sort of how fit he would be. Um, so it was great for him yesterday to get through that game and, and also put in a good performance because I think I think he did play really well. And, and on the defensive side, I suppose, as he plays more minutes and gets more settled in a settled back line, that sort of stuff will become, you know, a little bit more second nature to him. And, and maybe we'll see that defensive side of his game improve slightly because I think what he bought attacking-wise was very, very good. Mm, right. One last chance for Ben. So <laughs> hopefully this will fix it. Martin's asking how we didn't get a penalty yesterday. So the shot from Alfie May. I'm, I've, I've seen the replay. So I've, it's hard to tell if it's in the penalty area on initial viewing. So that's part, partly it. But he did have his hand out, didn't he, Ben? So it could well have been a penalty. No. Right. Okay. Sorry, Ben. Uh, I don't know what's going on. You might have to restart your laptop or something. This is uh, the danger of live uh, broadcast uh, these days, unfortunately. So, but Lewis, you get to take all of the questions now. Um, well, yeah, should it be the penalty? <laughs> um, it was difficult to see from where I was. I've not seen the replay yet, but there was a fairly decent shout, I think. And when you see everyone on the pitch react the way they do, I think it's it sort of tells a real story. I thought the the officials yesterday had a pretty poor game, I, and I'm you know I don't like to be the sort of person that comes on and criticizes officials. You know I don't want to be a Terry Smith in this situation, but um, I thought the linesman was was really poor on our side. Um, that was sort of on the left of the of the away fans. I thought he had a shocking game. I mean, first half he was absolutely appalling, and then second half he was so lenient to them in the first half. I thought, oh, we're going to have an absolute stormer here. And it's like he remembered where his flag was second half. And yeah, it, I think it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like anything was going to go our way yesterday, decision wise. So it did go, you know, it showed that character. We got back into it um, from pure, you know, just fight and ability, which is fantastic. We were getting no favours yesterday from the officials. But um, yeah, difficult to see. I'd, I'd like to look back and see and see if it was a pen, but I, I don't think we would have, you know, thrown ourselves about quite as much if we weren't convinced it was a penalty. Mm, yeah, I mean, both Dean. Uh, and uh, James said they thought it was uh, a penalty. Sam saying he thought that Lloyd Sam uh, was immense. Uh, Keith, yeah, fair to point out, Corey wasn't really in the game yesterday. Miles also quiet for, for much of the game. I think I think that's fair. Um, you know, not not going to get the, the greatest performance from Corey every week because I, I always say that I think winger is the most inconsistent. Um, position on on the pitch and and especially Corey yeah looked, looked quite quiet uh, yesterday right shall we hear from Michael Appleton um, spoke to the Addicts boss uh, after yesterday's game uh, these are his thoughts on the two two draw down at Portsmouth point here at Portsmouth what did you make of it today <laughs> um, yeah we lived, lived through a lot of things today didn't we um, listen they they come out the blocks really quickly in that first sort of five minutes I thought we dealt with it then and I thought we had the better moments in the first half I thought it was a close game and and um, you know we should have done better with some of the opportunities that we had and then look let's face it we, we had to defend really really well for 25 minutes in that second half and they put us under the cosh um, 
the really, really pleasing thing for me is they didn't go under the players. It's so easy to go under in them moments when you're coming to a side, top of the league, haven't been beaten in God knows how many games, haven't lost a game here since March or whatever it is. Um, it's so easy to go under. Yes, you need your goalkeeper to make some saves. Absolutely, of course you do. That's part and parcel of the game and he made some brilliant saves. But it was more the stuff that was going on in front of him as well that pleased me. You know, we had to get blocks. They were very, very dangerous from set plays. We knew that before the game. The record from set plays this season is, is, is superb. So a lot of things that I've probably not seen as much over the first sort of two to three months of being at the football club. I've seen a lot of great attacking play and good finishing and giving a lot of credit to the players for doing them type of things but I thought tonight we did the other side of it really well If there's anyone who sort of personified the performance as well recovering from setbacks it's probably Conor McGrandles who hasn't had the, the, the most enjoyable start to his childhood career but a great moment for him right at the end Absolutely and you know I just had a joke then I don't know how many headers he scored but it's not many um, you know Conor did pitch him with a few goals when we worked at, at Lincoln together but um you know, he, what he does do, he'll, he'll, he'll give you honesty and he'll keep going and he'll arrive in the opposition's box and he'll arrive in our box making making tackles. Um, yes, there are times probably when I want a little bit more for him from a quality point of view, but I think them come when you get minutes on the pitch and clearly, like you've just mentioned, he's not had the minutes, so he's, he's behind in, from that point of view, but he'll be looking to get as much minutes as he can now between now and the turn of the year. You mentioned the performance of Ashley Maynard Brewer, so I guess blighted by the, the penalty he gave away, but yeah. over the, the 90 minutes, he would have been very pleased with his display. Yeah, and typical Ash, he's, he's, he's gutted in the changing rooms because he's disappointed for giving the penalty away, but you know you have to remind him sometimes. He, he made three excellent saves um, before that, almost at point-blank range, um, and we're thankful for that, and you know that's why you know at this moment in time he's in the place that he's in, and that's why he gets called up to Australia every time there's a there's a there's international. So we know the quality he's got, we know what he's capable of, and uh, I'm just glad he was uh, he was right at it today. Mentioned after the game with Bolton that Charlton so far in the season as a whole haven't taken a great deal of points off teams near the top of the table. Is this something that could be used as a catalyst to try and make that step up to the next level? I hope so. I hope so. But as I just touched on them, the TV stuff. You know, I want to be in a position where and whether this is after one window or two windows where we're coming to places like this and dominating the game and people are looking at me and think I'm stupid but you know I've made them type of type of comments early in my career at other clubs and previous clubs and been able to do it so yeah I'd like to think over a, over a period of time we can't just come to places like Pompey and, and compete and get a point we can come in and, and win the game Charlton's record here is ridiculous and it doesn't really make any sense because mm. it's a different team that plays every year but yeah. could that have played a part in, in what happened at the end there just give the side a bit of relief make Portsmouth nervous because they have such bad luck against Charlton well I suppose you have to ask the, the Portsmouth sort of lads and the bench and, and their team but it was something that was mentioned before the game and obviously myself I've got a decent record here myself as an away manager as well so um, I think it's like anything in, you know, in any game of football if there's only one goal in it especially when you've got players on the pitch like obviously Miles Lieber and Corey Blackett-Taylor Alfie May these type of players you've, you've got half a chance and that's the thing you know what you can't do to places like here is go two behind if you go two behind obviously you're in a bit of trouble because the crowd get behind them and they end up sucking the ball in the goal but what happened today is we had brilliant support behind that goal and they end up sucking the ball in, into the back of the goal for us Obviously just a very quick question on the, the turnaround now to, to Cray obviously decisions to be made again about what sort of side will go there how many changes you can make there's a, a lot to think about and uh, not a great deal of time to do it as well. No, but, you know, I, it was one of the last things I sort of touched on in the dressing room because, you know, 
we need to go there on Wednesday and get a job done and um, that will be our mentality and attitude. We've got quite a few players missing for the game, which is um, disappointing, but not in a sense of disappointment. There's not a lot we can do about it, but it's just how it is. But... Um, yeah, no, the lads will be uh, the lads will be ready come Wednesday. There'll be a focus to us on Wednesday, and you know, I'd like to think that come Wednesday we'll make sure that we, uh, yeah, get the job done and do it a little bit better than we did last week. The spirit you saw today, were you perhaps saying to some of the players who didn't play today but might have done on Wednesday that that's what you need to show to get into the first team? Hundred percent, yeah, and that's the point. I was, I was trying to be really diplomatic on Sunday. I was trying to not be too hard on the players that played. I was trying to, you know, not kill them off. But the reality is, you know, they have to be able to deal with them type of situations because what chance am I going to get if I have to put them on in a game like today and, and deal with that type of situation? So that's the harsh realities of football and uh, I think they know it now. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk Hello fellow addicts. I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich. It has six Pub of the Year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer it's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. <coughs> See you soon. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just for the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Michael Appleton. I've started off a furious debate about Lloyd Sam in the comments. Apparently I said Lloyd Sam instead of Lloyd Jones, uh, which was a, a nice uh, blast from the past. Uh, ND Miller saying, I wonder how a good Mickey Apple's record at Fratton Park really is. So I did look it up before the game. Uh, so before yesterday, I think he'd played five times there as an opposition manager. One, two, lost two, drawn one. So now it's obviously... Uh, one, two, lost two, drawn two. So feels not. Is that a good record? It's not too bad away at Fratton Park, I guess, because you're in Portsmouth for a, a a decent enough side. Right, we're going to try Ben one more time. He's restarted everything. <laughs> um, I'll ask you the question, Ben. I bet it doesn't work, but um, yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> about about what I asked Michael about. You know, again, referencing us in in comparison to 
teams at the top of League One, Portsmouth, you know, and I think he's been very realistic about where we actually are as a side. He's spoken a lot about January, and, and again, he reiterated, you know, he, in a couple of windows' time, he wants to be the sort of team that could go to a Portsmouth and actually play a bigger part in the game than we did. You know, we, we came away with a great 2-2 draw, but there were large spells where we were under the cost. He wants to go and dominate. So I, I think Michael's quite realistic about where we are as a team, Ben, and we're not very realistic about where you are as a, a man with a microphone, but we're going we're gonna to try it anyway. No, right, he's gone. Right, we're kicking him out, and he's never coming back. Um, sorry, uh, Lewis, your, your, uh, your reaction to that question I just gave to Ben? Yeah, I think um, I think you're right, and, and what Mickey Apple says is, you know, it's fairly bang on. I think you know he he always seems to reference about sort of getting to that position after a couple of windows, which you know he obviously came into the to the club after the window had had closed, um, hasn't really been able to to sort of bring in his style, and I know he's obviously been very critical of some players in our squad, and I think that's that's our biggest Achilles' heel really is that when you're looking at our squad, and I think I said this Thursday. You've got a really, really good eleven. When everyone's fit, you've got a fantastic starting eleven. Then you start looking at options on the bench, and and you start to struggle a little bit. I mean, the bench yesterday, I was a bit a bit concerned if we had to bring bring on a player to try and change something on an attacking on a, a um, yeah an attacking side of things. We only really had like Ted Itch and we had Scotty Fraser, um, and now Conor McGrandall's apparently is going to be that goal scoring midfielder. But um, yeah, I think it, it's going to be really interesting not just from from Michael's side, but also from the ownership side in January, what we do, because we're still very much, as weird as it may seem, we are pretty, we're in with a chance of getting a top six spot. You know, I, I think I referenced Thursday that the division's very weak this year. It doesn't feel great, given that we've had spells where we've been quite poor and we're still sort of, what, five points off of the top six at the moment. It's still very much in, in reach. So if we go on a bit of a run, and I saw a comment... Um, there saying we've got a really big December in terms of games that we may see as winnable on paper. If we go on a bit of a run and we do end up being within touching distance or in that top six, what will we see from the ownership in terms of investment for for Michael to strengthen in there? Because that that will be the time where we we make up for lost ground. If we make some strong signings that suit Michael's way of playing, suit Michael's attitude, and um, and you know show more of that fighting spirit that we saw yesterday then we could be with a real chance. But that that's going to come from whether we see it upstairs or not, isn't it? Mm, yeah, uh, certainly. Right, we had an email from Moses. Uh, it says, an excellent result for us in the grand scheme of things against top of the league. People in the away end who booed McGrandles when he came on. I hope they hang their head in shame. Always support the team uh, regardless. Tyo Eden uh, back in the squad was a breath of fresh air. Hopefully we can mount a playoff push uh, in the second half of the season. That's certainly what we're all hoping for. As uh, reference there, uh, by uh, Lewis. I mean, Sam says we're one good centre back away uh, from the, the the playoffs, which is yeah. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see how far away Michael thinks we are, because obviously, like I say, he's, he's referenced it. Um, a Saunders again said he thought uh, Ashley commanded his box really well yesterday, so much that he's given away. Uh, the penalty blinding draw for us. So always a proper football match at Fratton Park up the uh, the, the Charlton live. Uh, J- James is saying I, Lloyd Sam was massively underrated, super consistent uh, for about two decades now. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, age age hasn't stopped him, has it, Lloyd Sam? I wonder what he's up to these days. If he's, is he still playing? Did he go out and play in America or something? Maybe, who knows? Uh, John saying he thought that Corey uh, tends to play uh, better uh, at home. Uh, right, yeah, we've spoken about Conor McGrandles. Let's hear from him, shall we? Um, he came and uh, spoke to me after 
after uh, yesterday's game, uh, after his last-minute equaliser. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Congratulations, a great moment for you personally. It feel like your your moment you finally arrived as a champ player. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was, yeah, really good moment. Um, I think it, it was more important because it got the, the, the team a point. It's not just like for me having a good moment for myself. Uh, yeah, good to, good to get the point because it's, it's a tough place to come. Yeah, how, how big is that point today? Yeah, really big, especially being a uh, goal down twice. Um, to come back at a place like this on the run that they're on, at, like at this stadium, it's, it's, it's real tough. So, um, yeah, really, really pleased. Um, really pleased and hopefully we can take it to Wednesday. Yeah, just going into those last few moments, is that just a case of midfield and make that gamble towards the, the far post and hope something comes your way? Yeah, initially I, I made the run to, to give the space to Tail to get the ball. I seen him behind me, so I thought if I was there, he wouldn't be able to get the ball. So I made the run and then when Tail gets the ball there, I know he's got the, the ability to, to stick it where he, where he wants really, and he's, he's, he's played a, a brilliant ball to be fair. And, um, and then late run, bullet header, unstoppable one <laughs> No, nice to get that moment in front of the Addicts fans as well. We prob- probably overall haven't really got to see much from you, really, because yeah. cause you've had so much time out of the side. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, really good. Um, I've not had many moments like that in my career, uh, like last-minute goals uh, for myself. So, uh, yeah, really good to, uh, for myself. Really good for them to have that moment to like celebrate. Really good for, yeah, really good for the team. I hope that'll be the, the catalyst now to, to make strides to get back into the, the, the side more often now you fit again. Yeah, I hope so. Obviously, I need to keep myself fit, which has been tough the last year and a half. And if I do that, you know, I believe myself. I, I know there's, it's going to be really difficult because there's a lot of good players in midfield position. So it's not it's a case of me being fit and just scoring a goal back in the team. It's, it's, well, it's well off that, you know. I, I, need to, I need to do well every day and then any chance, any chance I get, I need to take it. And a bit of a boost, obviously, having the, the new manager come in who you've played so well with uh, Lincoln as well. Yeah, real, real boost. Obviously, I, I know how he works. He knows like, my kind of strength, so it, it kind of works well. Um, yeah, really, really glad he's here because not just for me, I know like how good he is with, with all the other players. I know how much he'll improve the players, so it's, like, it's just, just a real big boost for everyone. There we go. Uh, brief chat with Conor McGrandles after yesterday's game. Um, it is a big moment for him personally. You know, we 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 love a redemption arc at Charlton. You know, Naby Sarr was obviously referenced the other day um, when we were talking about Charlie Kirk and whether he can come back from from where he is currently. But you know, a moment like that for Conor. I mean, he's got to use it as as a chance to try and kick on. I think it's easy to forget how little we've seen of him. He started two league games for us. You know, we. we he hasn't impressed. Like I think he admits that himself. Um, he's had eight substitute appearances as well. But you know, maybe this can be a moment for him to kick on, especially with with a manager that he knows, um, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think what will be interesting is to see how he reacts now after doing that. You know, it's it's easy to come in and and get that sort of last minute goal and everyone's going singing your praises, but he's got to follow it up. And I think. It'll be a it'll be a test of his of his sort of attitude. We spoke about some of the players, the fringe players' attitudes, and and them coming into question on Thursday's show. We've seen one of those fringe players come on at the weekend uh, and make that impact. Let's see where he can kick on because ultimately, you know, Charlton fans are gonna are gonna get behind him if he puts in that application and and shows a good attitude and starts putting in performances. It will be good to see how he does that under a manager he's worked with previously. And it sounds like he played some of his better football under Appleton at Lincoln. But there has to be a player in there somewhere. Because, you know, even with us last season, we didn't see much of him. We loaned him out to Cambridge. And Cambridge were absolutely desperate to keep him beyond the, uh, the end of his loan spell. So there has to be a player in there. Um, it's just finding him that place in the side and getting him that consistent um, run of minutes. And 
like, I'm really happy for him yesterday. You know, it was it was a great moment in front of the fans. I think he didn't really know what to do in terms of <laughs> celebrating. But um, look, it sounds like, you know, I thought he came across really well in his interview. And I think that it will be it'll be good now to see how he kicks on personally from here. Because as I say, you, you can get, you know, we, we referenced maybe Charlie Kirk as an example, his application and stuff on Thursday. He scored a fair amount of goals for us, but still hasn't really got it. So just because he scored yesterday isn't automatically going to revive his Charlton career. He's got to show the attitude to to build on that as a player. And, and it'll be you know good for us if he does. And, and I'm sure he will, because it sounds like he wants to, he wants to come in and make a difference and working with someone like Appleton who knows him can only help that. Yeah, a lot was made of his celebration yesterday. Um, from where I was in the press box, I couldn't see it. You know, it was just absolute chaos with a last minute equaliser. I was I was making sure I was tweeting and, and, and speaking on the radio. So I, I didn't really exactly see what happens. I, I'm not convinced he was purposely not it, like I heard him say something along the lines of I just didn't know what to do yesterday there was still a few games he, he wanted to do something there's like no I still got to play and I, I do think at the back of his mind he knows as he said in the interview with me yesterday one goal doesn't change everything he's not he's not made it so it would be a, like he, he wasn't going to milk it too much because he's still got lots of work to do to uh, to improve uh, shiny Phil says no one should be booing McGrandles he's had a horrible run of luck uh, let's not forget that Garner originally dropped Dobbo uh, in favour of him he's not a bad player and yeah you know, that's that's what we want to find out you know we, we, we haven't seen that in a Charlton shirt yet but ho- hopefully hopefully this will be the chance for him to to, to do that uh, and we'll see Stuart said I think Appleton trying to instill the importance of putting in a shift of effort first and foremost right let's bring in uh, our guest fan and it's a guest fan I've been looking forward to having on for a while actually because if you're a, a massive geek like me then it's probably the best Twitter account to follow uh, on uh, on the in the Charlton sphere, uh, so this is Stuart Court who joins us now uh, as our guest fan this week. Stuart runs the uh, CFC Facts and Stats account, which is uh, my go-to account uh, every Saturday morning just to see if I've missed anything uh, in my research. Good morning, Stuart. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, uh, tell us uh, first of all your thoughts on on yesterday's game. What what did you make of it? Um, anyone stand out for you that that we haven't mentioned perhaps? Uh. Not really. I mean, I think it was two or three that were off yesterday. Um, but everyone else put in a shift. And you just got to keep fighting to the end. And you get, you yeah. get just rewards, especially with that keeper. He deserved what was coming to him at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, what was your, did, did you give him a bit of stick in that um, in that away end at full time yesterday, near post Norris getting, getting beaten? Uh, yeah, nothing. Oh, I can't repeat <laughs> on it, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> but he's just scandalous. He just, it was awful what he did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he got his comeuppance at the end, which was which was uh, very enjoyable for everyone of a, a Charlton persuasion. Um, so I'm going to ask the question to, to Michael Appleton yesterday. Um, our record against teams in in the top ten hasn't been great this season, so I think there'll be what six points out of. 21 now I think something along those lines um, but it was a good point yesterday um, where, where do we sit in, in your mind in sort of the the, the, the the hierarchy in League One are we playoff contenders still I mean I guess as, as Lewis has referenced that the league isn't the strongest this year but I, I still think there's probably like a clear a clear indication we're not quite at the top level but I'm interested to see what you think at the start of the season I thought we'd finish outside the playoffs and at the moment, I still think we will, unless something happens in January. I think we're a centre-half short. We're definitely a left-back short if Eden gets injured, because Thomas is filling a hole. We need a couple of decent defenders. And it, it also depends if Dobson or Blackett or Lever and get sold on in January. January's a massive month. 
and the owners will have to come up and see what happens to them. We can get there, but at the moment, I think we're short. We're just going to be short at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you sort of believe that the owners will invest this this uh, this January? Is that still something we don't really know, I guess, at this point? Well, we don't at the moment. I mean, I, if they've got any ambition, then yeah, they need to invest in a couple of, as I said, a couple of defenders. And if they've got that ambition, they need to show it. Um, but January is always a tricky month. Uh, fees get inflated, we all know this. So it's up to them. I mean, it's entirely their decision. And if they've got any ambition, they've got to show what they want to do in January. Yeah, Stuart, what have, you, what have you made of Michael Appleton so far coming on? Obviously, we as a club made a change very early managerially with, with Dean. I think, you know, Appleton's come in and done fairly well. What have you made of him um, as Charlton manager so far? He's made a fair start. Uh, unfortunately, with all Charlton managers, they don't get long enough. They only don't even get a season these days. So he needs to give a given time. Uh, so far, it's, it's looking good. The effort yesterday was fantastic. But you need to see that every week. You can't see what he showed last Sunday because that's not acceptable. So what we saw yesterday has to be done every week. And, it, and if he can get still that into them and get them playing as they were, definitely towards the end, then yeah, yeah, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, um, uh, Paul's saying uh, as the old adage goes, if you dish it out, you need to be able to take it. Near post Norris, love it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that someone's come up with that nickname. It's very good. Uh, Paul also pointing out that your account is worth a follow, Stuart. I mean, tell us about how how this uh, this came about. The CFC facts and stats. I mean, you, you've got. It feels like you've got like a, a database, almost an encyclopedia of information stashed away somewhere uh, on your computer that you, that you share with us. I mean, um, how, how did it start? You, you've obviously you're obviously a bit of a geek like me in that you enjoy statistical um, sort of stuff like that as well. Yeah, started over eight years ago now. Um, I think I was just following the club's account on Twitter. I was putting a few things out of my personal account at the time, and they were getting repeated. And I thought, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to start this off and give it a go. But it was the first year really difficult to do this on this day stuff. And once you get the first year out of the way, then it just kicks in and you've got the database then, as you just did. And then you can go from there. Um, but yeah, I just love doing it. Every day I just, just love doing it. It gives me a little energy. I just love it. Yeah, I just love putting stuff out there. Is there, is there like, a, so I'm guessing in, in the background on your computer, you've got like hundreds of tables of, of information and stuff. Is there, is there anything that's ever surprised you when, you when you've gone through and found a stat? Like, you know, maybe if, you, if people didn't know about our record at Fratton Park, they'd be like, oh, that's, that's a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, that's just amazing, the record at Fratton Park. <laughs> What's it, about 12 games, 10 wins, yesterday's draw and a defeat. I mean, the last 10 games against Portsmouth, we won seven and they lost one. So, yeah, we just got an amazing record out, uh, against them. But, yeah, just in general, yeah, I mean, I mean, Grand was yesterday. I was working out the other day. He's a 550th different person score for the club now. So it's stuff like that. You think, wow. They're just, um, I was working out the other day, and then, funny enough, he pops up and gets the goal yesterday. And I thought, oh, that's good timing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that is that is quite good as well. So, um, I mean, we're going to look ahead to the to the Cray Valley game shortly. Um, it'd be interesting to hear your views on on exactly how strong you, you think we should go. Obviously, we, we we don't want a repeat of 
what we saw last Sunday, which was a bit of a bit of a disaster for us. But also, uh, as Michael's alluded to in his interview, there obviously there's there's players who who be going off on international duty that won't be available for us. So, um, what, what sort of team are you hoping that that Michael Appleton will name for for the cup tie on Wednesday? For me, um, Ashley's away, so Sam Walker will go in goal. Uh, I'm guessing Hector's away, so Nessa come in. And um, I think that's it, really. I, I don't think there's anyone else that we played yesterday is away in international duty that started. So I'd start just the two changes. And then if we hopefully get a nice lead, uh, around about 60 minutes, then drag five of them off. Drag your May and your Lee Burns off and then bring the other players on there. But we've got to take, got to get the win for me and treat it, well, play the team yesterday bar those those two that are probably going to be away in it, that's your duty. Mm, yeah, it's, it, I think it's quite important for momentum. You know, I, I think that was a real sort of bump in the road for those players not not involved yesterday, but perhaps who were involved last Sunday. Because if you're if you're one of those players who, who needs to really stake a claim, then obviously what happened on uh, on last Sunday wasn't good enough for you, and it, and it can it can bring the club down. Like we needed a performance like yesterday, I think, to to react from that. Do you think that's fair, Stuart? Yeah, very fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, atmosphere behind the goal was just fantastic yesterday. Really, really good. And we needed a performance. You're, you're spot on. We needed performance after last Sunday. I know it's a different set of players, but it's still just they have to train alongside each day in day out. So we needed that performance yesterday, and they've got to do it again Wednesday. Certainly do. Right, well, Stuart, look, it's been a pleasure having you on as our guest fan. Uh, I, I recommend everyone follows your, your CFC Facts and Stats account. Um, you, you get some really good information on there. Stuart, thanks for your time. And, uh, yeah, cheers for joining us on Charlton Live. Thank you. There we go. That's Stuart Court, who was this week's uh, guest fan uh, on Charlton Live. And as we started to allude to there, uh, Lewis got a look ahead to the, to the game at Cray. Um, on uh, Wednesday, it's on TV. There's less than 300 tickets floating about, so it will be a, a hassle to get um, for for a lot of fans. So, um, but at least it's on TV to watch, and, and hopefully this time it won't be a, a a massive embarrassment like it was last Sunday. Yeah, let's hope so. Eh? I think it's it's pretty important to be honest. I think that we come back and we show a bit of a, a positive attitude, and we try and put that that game to bed. You know, it was obviously um, a real a real disappointing moment for the football club last Sunday, the way that not just the result, but the attitude behind that performance. So I think it's quite important that off the back of such a positive result and performance yesterday that we go and do something. As Stuart said, it's me interesting to see how we line up because I don't know if all the international players will be away. So you lose your Hector, Thomas, um, Corey Anderson, potentially Ash. So it's quite, you know, they're, there's all, they're all positions that we need to fill. So it'd be interesting to see what we do there. Um, I'd be quite surprised if Tayo played again, as just because of fitness. So, who will play at left back? Yeah, it's gonna be very, very interesting to see how we line up. But I agree with Stuart. I think we need to try and try and put out a stronger side, get and get the job done. Really. Yeah, when all hell let loose, he's saying well, Thomas is away, so Tayo might might have to be ready for ninety minutes. But yeah, I don't know if there's anyone they might try and squeeze in. Obviously, we've seen a sim, did a Simway or Watson play at left back once, didn't they? So uh, all hell let loose is asking if I've got a ticket. I'm not. I'm not actually sure. I, I assume so. 
I assume I'll get booked in, but you never know with, I mean, um, Cray Valley really don't have a press box. Like I've been there before. You may remember under Carl Robinson, we played Greenwich Borough in, in a preseason friendly and we, we, we went there and there's basically a desk for about three people. So I'm hoping they'll just give me access so I can do my job <laughs> when we get there. But I will literally be reporting on the mobile phone. Like we can't, we, there's no ISDN lines or anything there, but we'll see. Otherwise I'll be doing it from home, but I'm, I'm hoping I'll be there. Um, yeah, think, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, we we can't we we can't have a repeat of what happened on 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 Sunday, Lewis. I think that's that's the obvious the, the obvious thing. Um, because I mean, we said it in, in the preview before the game last weekend that it is a momentum killer and it does bring everyone down and it does have people asking questions that we just don't really want to have to ask at this point because you know we, we want to try and remember that we're not on a bad run of form in the league and, and there has been an uplift since Michael's come in and, and we just don't need the distraction of getting knocked out by you know with all due respect an eighth tier team yeah exactly you know I think as, as we said last Sunday was a bit of a bump in the road um, and so far as you say under under Appleton it's been pretty positive I think the fact that we responded yesterday, obviously it was a very different team that we that was put out, but as a club, we responded on the whole. So that, that was good. And we showed what the, what we lacked on Sunday. We showed in bundles yesterday. So I think it's important that we go into that game. We don't underestimate it because they're going to be up for it. it you know, it's a great occasion for them to take it to a replay in the first place, but also to have it at their place. So they're going to be right up for it. It's going to be on TV again. Um, so... We need to try and try and get the job done and, and go into the international break um, on the back of a, of a positive, you know, getting into the hat for the second round of the FA Cup and off of a positive performance against Portsmouth yesterday. Mm, right. Um, don't forget, we're going to end slightly early because it's Remembrance Sunday uh, and obviously there will be a, a minute silence at 11 o'clock. So we'll be out of the way in a few minutes time. But actually, we have got a couple of minutes just to speak about all hell let loose, you know, and um, has asked a question, is it a case of keeping players in January or signing new players, which is more important? So obviously, as we referenced in Michael's interview there, he spoke about the, the January transfer window. I guess it doesn't have to be one or the other, but I mean, it would be very difficult if, for example, we lost some of our, our bigger flair players who'd be more likely to be at risk of leaving, like Corey, um, you know, or, or maybe Dobbo's in, in the last year of his contract. Um, but at the same time, there are areas of the field that I feel like we could still improve uh, to, to be more consistent. You know, yesterday, defensively, I thought we were good, but overall, we haven't been consistent in that in, in that position. So which is more important to you, Lewis, keeping players or signing new ones um difficult because as as you said there are people that we absolutely have to keep you know Dobson is so critical for this football club so trying to trying to retain George Dobson and get him on get him signed up to a new contract I think is key Corey as well I think he's one of the most creative players in the division if not the most creative player in the division they're important players for us and they're the sorts of players you don't want to see move on because I think that it if we come off the back of a positive December and, and positive results where both of those players have been performing well, it, it puts a negative impact on it. And it puts a real dent in any hopes um, unless you're replacing like for like, but you won't, you won't sign a George Dobson or a Corey Blackett Taylor like for like really, I don't think so. I think it's key. We keep people like that miles as well. I think he's, he's important. Yes. He was quiet yesterday and has had a few quieter performances this season on the whole didn't really get a preseason, but is very, very good for us. You know, he's, he's a really well-liked player, popular player, and he's playing a lot of football. So I'd like to see him stay. But there are also players that I think need to move on um, and be replaced with better quality to give us that depth on the bench. So we, when we are in games, if we are struggling, we've got someone on the bench to to change it and try and improve a system where at the moment, as you said, I think that's where we lack. 
especially defensively. I think if either any of our defenders get injured at the moment, then we're, we're very, very short in that area. Mm, yeah, I mean, Stuart says if they show ambition, it will be uh, to help uh, Dobbo and Corey to sign new contracts at our clubs. Uh, at our club, Michael said that that's what I thought when he said about bringing players in. He should be concentrating on keeping uh, Dobbo uh, and Corey, which is, uh, yeah, a good point. Right, uh, we're going to end it there. Like I say, uh, Remembrance Sunday, um, a minute silence coming up at 11 o'clock. So we're going to get out of your hair uh, just a few minutes early. Just a reminder, so we've got Cray Valley Paper Mills on Wednesday. Because I, was, I, I wasn't expecting a replay, and therefore I just thought we were going to have an international break. I've made plans for Thursday, so no show on Thursday. Maybe a look back at the Cray Valley game on Friday, just a short little one, but we'll, we'll keep you updated on our social media when we're next going to be on. We won't be on this time next Sunday uh, because it is international break, so we won't have a, a, a Saturday game to look back at. So um, maybe back on, on, on Friday. If not, it'll be the, the Thursday, the week after, to look ahead to Carlisle, which is coming up. Uh, it's coming on as quick, isn't it? That's going to be a long day, <laughs> which I'm really looking forward to, though. Um, massive thanks to everyone who's joined us uh, on the show uh, this morning. Everyone in the live chat or caught up uh, via our YouTube channel or via our podcast afterwards. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel and to wherever you get the podcast uh, as well, so you can hear us uh, every week. Big thanks to Stuart Court, who was this week's a guest fan. A big thanks to Benji Cloak, who um, you know put in a, a, a 20-minute performance, like you know, the sort of stuff we sort of used to see in every week. Actually, we only play for half the game, don't we? So Ben's done, Ben's done a lovely impression of that uh, for us today. Uh, Lewis, who's, who's lasted the full 90 minutes, thanks for, thanks for your time, Lou. Good to speak to you. No worries, mate. Cheers. Yeah, so I'm Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, uh, Bedroom and Bathroom uh, Installation. We shall see you uh, when we see you. 